Are you thinking about buying a Matterport Pro 3 camera? Have you bought a Matterport Pro 3 camera and seek training to help you succeed faster? Stay tuned. This episode of WGAN-TV is sponsored by Momenzo. Create professional listing videos within minutes using your smartphone, automatic editing and real estate video templates. Save 25% with coupon code GET25 at wgan.info forward slash Momenzo. Offer may be withdrawn at any time. Hi all, I'm Dan Smigrod, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum. Today is Thursday, September 28th, 2023, and you're watching WGAN-TV Live at 5. We have an awesome show for you today, Matterport Pro 3 Camera Training, Getting Started with Matterport Scanning. Our subject matter expert today is Tom Sparks. Tom is founder and CEO of Scan Your Space, a division of Sparks Media Group. Tom, thank you for sharing your Matterport Pro 3 camera scanning experience with us. Wonderful introduction. Your check is in the mail, sir. Thank you, Tom. Before we jump into today's topic, tell us about Scan Your Space and Sparks Media Group. Sure. So I started Sparks Media Group uh, about 2018, and it was really geared towards uh, residential real estate, uh, anything media related to sell a house. So photography, of course, floor plans, 3D tours, virtual staging, all that sort of thing. Uh, shortly after that, I launched Scan Your Space, which is more of the commercial side of things where we uh, scan industrial spaces. We do a lot of scans for hospitality industry, um, marketing purposes, all the way to emergency preparedness and kind of everything in between. And the kind of uh, clients for commercial clients, uh, commercial spaces, any additional kinds of spaces? Oh, yeah, we're pretty much running the gamut. Uh, we're doing restaurants, we're doing uh, bakeries, we're doing fitness centers, we're doing uh, cell phone stores, uh, we've done a baseball stadium, a car dealership, we've done airplanes, kind of varies pretty much every industry. And Tom, you, you mentioned we, uh, uh, tell us about we, what does that mean? Yeah, so I have uh, several photographers that work for me um, in, in California, we cover all of California. We're also expanding into other states. So we're in Texas, we're in uh, Arizona, we're in New Mexico, we're in Nevada. So we're kind of like trying to expand outward as we go. Okay, great. Uh, your website's uh, scanyourspace.com, sparksmediagroup.com. Tell us about your experience uh, with uh, the Matterport Pro 3 camera. Yeah, so I was uh, trying to hold off as long as possible at buying one. Um, not for anything other than the price of it. I didn't want to spend the money. Uh, we, we have several Pro 2s that we were happy with, but you know, scan, being able to scan outside was huge uh, once that kind of was released with the Pro 3, or it made it easier with the Pro 3. Um, so I bought my first one, I think in October, September, October, November, somewhere around there of uh, 2022. And um, it's been great. I recently purchased a second one and uh, I'm hoping to get more soon. Uh, cool. And uh, what kind of spaces have you used the Matterport Pro 3 camera? And perhaps the kind of spaces, uh, how many scans, uh, 
Do you have some estimate on that? Oh, over three or 400 by this point, um, we scan frequently. So we've done um, uh, a museum, uh, Shadelands Ranch Museum in Walnut Creek, California, which included a Victorian style house as well as the grounds around it. Um, my office is on Mare Island in Vallejo, which is a, a former Navy base. And so I've done a lot of scanning around the Navy base. That's uh, uh, between San Francisco and Sacramento. Correct, about halfway between. Uh, so I scanned the outside area there to give people uh, who worked on the island and people who are not able to come visit it kind of a the ability to do a walking tour and visit some of the old commander's houses. Uh, I recently scanned a BMW dealership in Fairfield, California for the construction company that built it, uh, Teamworks. And so they had us go in and scan it and they're using that for marketing purposes and to show uh, potential future clients, you know, the services they can provide and the quality of work that they can provide. Um, we've scanned, we recently did uh, an apartment building uh, that's new construction and we've been scanning some before and after. So before sheetrock, when there's just studs up and wires and pipes uh, and after sheetrock, so that once it's enclosed, if uh, anybody has questions about where wires or pipes are, they can reference the, the before scan. Uh, we're also doing that to get data files so that uh, we can get renders made of the apartment building finished so that they can start working on getting the spaces leased out. Uh, so that's been helpful uh, to the marketing company that's doing the website for the leasing. Do you think it's uh, been hundreds of scans with the Matterport Pro 3 cameras that you have now? Yeah, I'd say somewhere between three, over 300 for sure. Um, maybe higher. All right, cool. So uh, Tom has been our guest on WGAN-TV Live at Five previously talking about the Matterport Pro 3 camera, including 10 pro tips for scanning with the Matterport Pro 3 camera and what I've learned from using a Matterport Pro 3 camera to scan a baseball stadium. Uh, you can find those two shows plus all our shows on the Matterport Pro 3 camera by going to wgan.info forward slash pro3 on WGAN. Uh, uh, Tom, let's uh, segue into the Matterport Pro 3 camera training. Uh, let's start with gear. What What is the minimum amount of gear? Uh, in, in fact, why don't we start even just by showing us the Matterport Pro 3 camera? Yeah. And maybe you can point out everything that you'd want to show on that device. Sure. So I'm just reaching for it. I actually have, happen to have it with me. Um, so this is the Pro 3. Uh, here's the front. There's a magnetic lens cap that comes with it. Keeps it protected from getting scratched and getting dust on it. Uh, this is the back. So you hit the uh, button right here. We give you a power indicator. If you hold it down, it turns it on. Um, on the bottom side, there's a removable battery. And then this is where the quick release mounts to, the tripod um, mount. Uh, so you, you took the battery out while the camera was starting. Was that a problem? It wasn't starting. I just held it in to show the battery. Ah, okay. And, and why is it helpful to know uh, which, which is the back of the camera? 
because uh, that's where you want to stand. Otherwise, you'll be immortalized and tour forever. And so, okay. So, so remind me wh where the back of the camera is, how I know that. Where the LCD screen is. Okay. And so when you press that button, it, it sounds like you have two things you can do. You can press it to see uh, your battery charge. So Correct. I, I think it's close to 100%. Yeah, 95. 95%. And then if you hold it down further, is that going to turn it on? Yeah, I'll hold it down for you. Okay. About three seconds. No, sorry. Hold on. Let it go too soon. And am I going to hear anything? I see the logo coming up. Uh, yeah, the logo pops up. You don't hear anything. Uh, and at some point, you're going to get a Wi-Fi prompt to connect your device to it. Okay. All right. So uh, uh, what's that? In case it doesn't pop up here. Uh, is is your tablet on right now? Uh, is the uh, you're all you're actually traveling uh, to a hotel, so this might be a little bit different today. Is it uh, is it going to find the the hotel Wi-Fi? No, it should find it. Uh, still turning on here. Hasn't connected yet. Okay, now it now I see something different. So now you're getting prompted to connect to the Wi-Fi. Okay. And Thanks for see. the show while you've been while you're traveling as well. We appreciate that. Glad to yeah. have a rock solid connection in your hotel room. Me too. So it just prompt it just prompted for the uh, to connect to the Matterport uh, Wi-Fi. So okay. it's automatically connecting because I've connected to it before, and yeah. now we're connected. So from whenever you first noticed that it changed till mm -hmm. just now is how long it took for it to connect. Okay. And uh, what are you looking at? to know that are you looking at your oh, i was looking at the wi-fi on my ipad okay over here uh, so we'll come back to that in a moment let's talk about minimum configuration minimum gear that you need because you obviously need more than a matterport pro 3 camera you you, you spent six thousand dollars to buy the camera what else do you need to buy I, I, I think about this Don't a little bit like like when I was a child buying fish the fi the fish were really cheap it was all the accessories that started oh, yeah. to end up in money or it's like buying a printer. The printer's cheap, but the ink is expensive. Yeah. So um, what what else? Uh, you mentioned a tablet. So tell us about the tablet that you have and why. Yeah. So I like having a big screen to look at. Um, you can control it with an Android or an iPhone, uh, an iOS device. Um, but I use an iPad Pro. Um, I have. I just recently bought the sixth gen iPad Pro. So it's. Um, a two terabyte hard drive and 16 terabyte or 16 gigs of RAM. And I did that because I ran into an issue with the Pro 3 when using my fourth gen iPad Pro. Um, the, the tour kept crashing as I was trying to scan and I couldn't figure out why I tried it on a different device. Um, wasn't really working. And it wasn't until I, I called Matterport and they said, well, <laughs> you should upgrade your device and I'm thinking well I have the fourth gen that's pretty good but I just you know went out and bought the newest one they had newest one you know Apple had out and Excuse after me. I bought was the issue the processor or was the issue the storage or both they didn't confirm and I don't really know because at that time I also had a lot of tours uh, on the device it wasn't enough to fill up the hard drive at all um, it may have only been about 500 gigs out of two terabytes or whatever that size was 
wasn't more than a quarter, I don't think. Okay. Um, but once I switched devices, I stopped running into issues for a while. I still ran into. What was the problem? What would it? Uh, what wouldn't happen that should have happened? Yeah. So I would do a scan, and it would just crash partway through the scan. Uh, it was on Mare Island. I was doing this big outdoor space. I think I had got up to. I think total right now is about nine hundred thousand square feet. Um, and when I was running into the issues, it was probably around 500,000 square feet. Had you experienced I, the issue with the Matterport Pro 3 camera and your fourth generation iPad when you were doing, quote, normal size spaces, uh, smaller? No, no. And another difference was this was an all outdoor space. So there was no inside spaces. And, um, so I'll fast forward a little bit. Once I got the new device, it picked up and it started going well until I got around 700 scams and then it just would not align at all. And that was about 900,000 square feet. And when I reached out to Matterport, they said, because there's a lot of trees and just a ton of detail outside that um, it just kind of was overloading and they didn't really have a fix for it. Okay. So let me see if I can simplify that. Correct me if I'm wrong. For for the vast majority of those using a Matterport Pro 3 camera to do indoor scans, 50,000 square feet and less, maybe some outdoor scanning of a building that's 50,000, 100,000 square feet. That's not something that you've experienced any problems with. Uh, uh, we both obviously read the, the We Get Around Network forum. There's only a handful of problems I've ever seen reported in the forum about the Matterport Pro 3 camera, and this particular issue is not one of them. So I'm, I'm going to guess because of the number of scans and the amount of outdoor space that you were doing, you really are pushing the limits at, at 700 scans and 500,000 square feet that the sixth generation iPad solved. Yeah, well, it was 900,000 square feet. I'd like to say that just because that's the max that I hit at the 700 scan point. Oh, that, where, where was the, what was the issue with the 500,000? 500 was uh, when they told me to switch from the fourth to the sixth. Because you were having problems then. I was having problems, ah, yeah. So, so as soon as you switched to the sixth generation Apple iPad, you were able to complete the space that was 900,000 square feet, which was all outdoors. And the problem had started at 500,000 square feet where you're starting to have scanning issues. No. So it was crashing at around 500,000 square feet or maybe 400 scans. Mm -hmm. And once I switched to the sixth gen, I was able to do an additional 300 or so scans and get an additional 400,000 square feet and then it just wouldn't align. And um, I think it's just me testing the limit. I've seen recently on um, the Moog uh, Facebook group uh, that somebody did 2,200 scans with the device. And I'm, not, I, I'm pretty sure that was a Pro 3. I don't know for sure. But I've also done 70,000 square feet with no issues indoors. I've Okay. So our, our kind of a one-off. 
So, you know, when I think about who our audience today is, somebody that's maybe thinking about buying a Matterport Pro 3 camera, upgrading from a Matterport Pro 2 camera, maybe it is their first time that they're getting started uh, with Matterport uh, scanning, even with a Matterport 3 camera. Uh, I, I guess that if you have a fourth generation, fifth generation, sixth generation, seventh, you're probably okay. Um, but if you're just buying an, an iPad or an Android tablet for the first time, I think what you're probably going to recommend, certainly I would recommend is, you know, get the most storage with the most memory in order to pre prevent issues that may develop in the future. Even if you think you'll never do 900,000 square feet, just in case, you might as well have the, the right tool for the, for the job. Yeah. It's just being an extremist and future-proofing. Um, I'm hoping Disney will call me to scan Disneyland, and I want to be able to be prepared. And uh, yeah, so I guess we'll know when I get another big outdoor scan. If okay, well, I think it. I yeah, obviously Disney and Anaheim, but I'm, I'm thinking that uh, Epcot and Disney World might be bigger opportunities. You want to set your set your sights higher. I'm too low. Yeah. Okay. So uh, for, for any of those that are interested in, in doing, having their theme park scan, uh, Tom has some experience doing large outdoor spaces, including 900,000 square feet. Uh, okay. So you got two devices. You mentioned that you could use a smartphone, either an iPhone or an Android. Uh, uh, why would you recommend a tablet rather than a smartphone? Because I know some people are going to think, oh, I could save some money if I use my smartphone rather than getting a tablet. Yeah, you can certainly save some money. Uh, I have an iPhone 14 Pro Max, and I've used it um, sometimes when I'll forget my iPad or, you know, it kills the battery on it watching a, a TV show. Um, so I've used the iPhone, and it works fine. It's just for me, I like having a bigger screen when I'm marking mirrors and windows and trim. It's a little easier to do when you can zoom in on a bigger Okay, so we'll talk about that later in the show. So I, uh, so far on the minimum gear, I have a Matterport Pro 3 camera and a tablet, ideally one that has the most memory and the uh, most um, uh, storage. Yeah, has the most storage and also the fastest processor. Yep. What else is the, the minimum that you need to walk out the door and scan or even scan your hotel room? What, what is the absolute minimum you need? You're going to need the tripod. Okay. So um, I have a couple um, and I don't know if we can put links later on, but I like this uh, ProMaster Specialist uh, SP532C. Uh, it's a really strong carbon fiber uh, professional tripod. Um, I also have a Manfrotto. Uh, I don't really care for it too much. Um, Why I just, not? I don't know. I just, uh, I guess looking at it now, it, it operates very similar to the ProMaster. It's just, I think the ProMaster, it, it can get taller. Um, I don't have the specs on how tall it can get, but yeah. I'm five foot nine and it can go over my head. Um, I just like it. Okay. Uh, I'll ask you more about that later. Maybe you can send those links and we'll we'll put it in the show notes. That'd be great. Sure. Uh, 
is there, I, I, I could imagine that if, if anyone is thinking about buying it, you know, like you're first at buying a tripod, I would say probably the key thing is, well, what's the, what's the weight? Because tripods uh, are rated. So you like with the Matterport Pro 2 camera, it's pretty heavy. So you, yeah. you need a certain size tripod that's not flimsy that will support the weight of that Pro 2 camera rotating. Uh, uh, would, would, I, I, not everyone wants to go out and spend $350, $450 on a tripod is, is a $150, $175, a $200 tripod perfectly fine will support the weight of the Pro 3 yeah. camera. Yeah, I, th I think, uh, you know, there's, I, I bought this one because it's lightweight, it's carbon fiber, uh, it's sturdy. Um, but if I bought like a aluminum one, I'm sure it would have maybe tolerated a lot more wind better. Mm -hmm. uh, I just don't always do a lot of outdoor scans. Um, so thinking about what I use it for on a day-to-day -day basis, indoor in hotels or in restaurants or whatever, I wanted something that I could pick up and carry along with me. It was light and therefore you were using fiber, uh, carbon fiber, and right. you were doing a lot of scans outdoors and it's windy, you may want the weight of an aluminum tripod. Correct. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anything else on tripod? Uh, uh, how do you no. connect, uh, how, how do you connect the tripod uh, to the Matterport Pro 3 camera? Yeah, so uh, Matterport has a quick release clamp mount, which is this nice little device. And this is a, is it a 3 eighths, if I'm not mistaken, thread. Um, I should have had these technical details down a little bit better, but I simply screw it on to the tripod. Okay, so, so to clarify, it's going on a professional grade tripod it's not going on a consumer grade tripod that typically has a smaller thread correct and the tripods that i bought this promaster and i think even the manfrotto you can take it off and flip the threads around so you can have the smaller quarter inch if i'm not mistaken or flip it back and have the three eighths so yeah it mounts right to it and then um there's this clamp right here, it's closed. So you open it up and you just put the tripod, I mean the, the Pro 3 on it, and then you close the clamp and it's locked in and good to go. So you've done a lot of scanning, any any issues in, in terms of, oh, you have some angst because the camera is separated from the tripod, the, the quick release clamp uh, just kind of, unlocked no i've never experienced with the pro 3 that it just randomly came unlocked i will say that um on a rare occasion and i know other people have had maybe issues with this i'm going to take this off so you can see it uh this becomes loose and that brings us i guess to one of the other items that we should carry which um is a uh three millimeter hex key I happen to have bought a small rig kind of multi-tool that has one in there. So to get this back tight, it's pretty simple. You just take the key, put it in here, tighten it down a little bit till it's 
hand tight, I guess you want to say. And then have you had any problems with this or is it is it just because you, you know you've read in the We Get Around Network forum there were some uh, early purchasers of the Matterport Pro 3 camera that reported loosening of the the uh, the quick release clamp and that the solution for them was to use a three millimeter hex key or uh, no, you actually experienced that that piece. It, yeah, it it can get a little loose. I think just by virtue of continuous continuously opening and closing it, especially with the number of scans that we've done, even right now, just doing it is it's a little loose. It's not completely loose, but it's a little loose. So just give it a little snug, and I have to do that regularly with my tripod just because of the amount of okay. Use. So. Uh, just, I mean, we're talking about minimum gear. This is really literally required as part of the minimum gear. Because if, if you're on site and you're doing a Matterport scan and you're either at risk of your quick release clamp opening uh, or it does get loose and you realize it, you'll come to a, a, a halt be, because you won't be able to continue your scan. So it's a totally inexpensive tool. Many of us already have these things anyway. You have the, your multi-purpose uh, clamp, uh, uh, three yeah. millimeter hex. Uh, so we've covered Pro 3, tablet, tripod, hex, key. Uh, what else do you consider as a, a minimum that you have on site with you? And just going back, this is about $25 on Amazon. Um, the ProMaster tripod comes with a few uh, hex keys as part of their little toolkit. So it's a bonus. If you get that, you, you get, you don't have to pay extra money for that. Okay. Um, moving on, uh, the, the camera itself comes with a charger, which I'll show you. Did the, uh, the camera come in its own case when you bought it? It did. Or, uh, a case or it comes in a, a little soft case. Okay. Can you show us that? Could you put it in? Could you put it back in there so yeah. we can see what that looks like? Yes. Yeah. I know you're trying to. I'm no fan of white over here. Yeah, you're trying to do it for our television show, so it's a little bit hard. You're yeah. doing it backwards to yourself, but uh, it goes in there. And is that foam on either side of it? Yeah, it's foam on the inside, and it's like a soft, hard shell on the outside. And it has a zipper to close. Has a zipper to close, and, um, and is that sufficient, or or do you do you really need a hard case or a backpack? No, I would recommend getting some other case to put it in, just because you're going to have all these accessory devices, accessories. Okay. So, you want to so take, we'll talk but, about that in in, in a moment. Uh, case yeah. backpacks, uh, charger, batteries. So I'll show you. Here's the charger cradle for it. Um, pretty simple. The battery just sits in it like that. Uh, it'll flash a few times that, you know, I guess that it's connecting, trying to read the battery level, and then it'll start charging. Uh, it comes with a... I missed the cord. Oh, the, great. What is it that we have there? So this goes into the charging cradle. Yep. And then on the other side is a USB-C. Yep. And that goes into a charging brick, which has two USB-C connections on it. And I mentioned that because this saved my life, uh, this recent trip. I have all these different cables, um, probably about 20 
USB-C and lightning cables in my bag. And I didn't have any USB-A, I guess is what it is, to USB-C. And a lot of these hotels I've been staying at only have USB-A. So I wasn't able to charge my devices. And I was like, wait a minute, I have this brick <laughs> from the Pro 3. So I took it out and now I'm fully charged on this trip. Awesome. So yeah, it comes with that. Um, uh, another, you know, kind of minimum gear that I would recommend is just, getting a just for, Excuse me, just for clarification, it ships, the Matterport Pro 3 camera ships with one charger, it ships with one battery, it ships with the quick release plate, it, it clamp, it has, it has that soft shell, uh, clamshell case for it. And you also get um, international charging adapters. I don't have those with me okay. um, because I haven't charged internationally, but there's a handful of different adapters you can put on. So if you do happen to be traveling overseas or somewhere, not your, your home territory, you can uh, easily charge. Okay, great. Uh, anything else that's minimum requirements, uh, the very minimum to always carry? Uh yeah, I mean, I would I would consider a spare battery um, a minimum. Uh, being that the Pro 3 now has a removable battery, why not have a second one? Um, I actually have four or five uh, between my two devices. All right, so we'll talk about nicely loaded in a moment. Still looking um, for what, what's the absolute minimum? So the minimum is you you need one battery, you need one charger. Not to say that that's how... That, that's not nicely loaded, but that's the minimum. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what and else? Somebody, I don't know if you want to talk about battery. I haven't gotten into testing fully, but these batteries last a really long time. I've done five, six, seven hours of scanning and still been on the same battery. So, um, you know, just depending on the size of space you're scanning, it's it's helpful to have, have two of them. Okay. Uh, I want to I say Matterport uh, says four hours or so. So you're finding that you're getting way, way more. Uh, so uh, the minimum is you're going to need one battery, or let's say if you're doing up to four, five, six, seven hours, one battery may be sufficient. But if you're doing a 10-hour day, you're definitely going to need at least two. Definitely going to need two. It's always better to have extra batteries. If an iPhone came out with a removable battery, I'd definitely get a second battery for that. So I always yeah. just say, extra batteries. Um, so I'm looking at my notes uh, that uh, we talked about before the show, and I see uh, uh, lens cloth. Do you typically travel with a lens cloth or you don't, there's nothing to use a lens cloth on? Okay. No, I, I do. I do. I do have a lens cloth. I don't have it with me. Um, shame on me. You should always carry a lens cloth. Yeah, I, I want to say that I, I've read in the We Get Around Network forum that when, when a Matterport Pro 3 service provider was having some scanning issues, uh, another member, uh, you know, jumped in and said, uh, hey, if you use the lens cloth, uh, you're going to have, uh, you're, you're, you're going to eliminate the dust that's causing alignment errors. So a uh, member in the We Get Around Network forum at Iris3D offered that tip um but where, where would you use the lens cloth what is it what is it that you're dusting where uh uh is it the front I, lens it has not you're, you're not going to touch anything related to the laser you're just going to do that front uh glass lens is that correct well no um and so 
I think he's right because, uh, well, I think he's right, but I, I will say that I, I've done a scan and it wasn't aligning and I forgot about the cover. And so it doesn't know how to align. So I, I'm wondering if he's recommending using a lens clock to avoid an alignment issue, how dirty was that lens? <laughs> Had yeah. been. So that's the lens. I see the lens, but what about yeah. the laser? Yeah, so um, I'll say that uh, I, I rent out cameras now. So I rented one to a gentleman in Iowa or somewhere, and he used it to scan a cement factory, I think. And when he sent it back, it looked like just a dusty mess. <laughs> and I was started to cry a little bit. But um, then I took my lens cloth that Matterport sends with the camera, and I wiped off the lens. And uh, I don't know, let's see, I'll turn it. So you can turn this laser, or the, not the laser, but the mirror. And I cleaned the mirror. And there's actually, now that I'm looking at it, there's still a little bit of dust right around the edge that I may have missed. Uh, but then you would also want to kind of wipe in there too. So there's two places inside or a total of three places to use your lens cloth. Correct. Yeah, so, these things are super cheap. Just go on to Amazon, just type in lens cloth and you buy, in, in fact, I buy 25 at a time and I just, I put them in every, because of my eyeglasses, I put them in yeah. every room in the house. So there's there's always a lens cloth someplace. Okay. And this uh, golf style shirt that I have that I always wear on a regular basis uh, from work, um, it doesn't do a good job at getting rid of the, the moisture or whatever's on it. So I do have to carry them. I just okay, don't so we just covered what is absolutely the minimum essential gear. Let's move on to Matterport Pro 3 camera gear nicely loaded. Oh, can we go back to maybe a minimum? Um, sure. We need a case for a tablet if we're going to use. Yes. Yeah. So I'll show you mine. Um, I think this was maybe 20 or so on Amazon. So it has a hand strap and put your hand right here and hold it. So when I'm on site, I'm kind of just doing this. Uh, I also use the neck strap on a regular basis. So this is helpful. I'm walking around and I'm just looking down the whole time and control an iPad and then I'll pick up the tripod and move it. And I got my hand here and this there, I'm good to go. Uh, so yeah, I think it's about maybe $20 or so. Yeah, they're so inexpensive. And and I think there's actually three ways that I know that, that I've used something like that. You've mentioned two, one is your hand and the ability just to hold this because you want to use this other hand to pick up the tripod. Yeah. Uh, second of being able to 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 hang it around your neck because you may be picking up the camera and there may be something else. Uh, and I and I want to say that the third is to actually there's a kickstand on it. So you you might be in let's say in uh, this hotel room that you're in and you might step while it's rotating you might step into the bedroom and then just put it down on the table because you're tired of holding it or having the strap on you. Yeah. I use the kickstand for watching Netflix, uh, not so much for scanning, but yeah, to your point, it, it works that way too. <laughs> okay, great. All right. So uh, moving on, Matterport Pro 3 gear, nicely loaded. What would you like to talk about? What is it that you that you feel that uh, is, is really, for anyone that's doing this for a living, you'd really want to have the following? Yeah, so I'm going to do like one of your previous other guests probably, or I think I've seen you do it a few times and lean back and hold up this nice hard case that uh, 
I got from Matterport. This is actual Matterport case. Um, and here on the inside, let's see if I can do this. You got the space for your case that the Pro 3 comes in. These all hold batteries. So you could have two, four, six of them maybe. Uh, you have two spots for the charging cradles. And then over here, I usually put the, I'm sorry, the, yeah, the charging cradles. Over here, I put the charging cables and maybe the charging bricks. And then here, there's a couple spots where I have uh, door stops or they're called wedgets. And these are really good to have uh, in the case. So I have two of them here and I have about 10 of them in my trunk. Okay. Can you can you pull out the wedget for a second? Yeah. Uh, let's put the case down for a moment. It, it, incidentally, my uh, arm thanks you. Pardon? I said my arm thanks you. Yes, I, I can appreciate that. Uh, I'll also mention that uh, one of the members of the We Get Around Network Forum, mycasebuilder.com, also can configure your case so that it's it's uh, it's nice, hard foam to protect everything. But um, uh, I, I worked with them to design cases for the Matterport Pro 3 camera that also include nicely holding an iPad. Yeah, and I actually purchased two of them. Um... They're great, and the ones that I purchased have kind of a, a, they have wheels on it, but it also has like that luggage style roller handle you yeah. pull out. There's three that we that we did. You, you can find those cases at wgan.info forward slash my case builder. Yeah, um, so I bought this one previous to seeing, I, I don't think you guys had worked together yet. So I bought the one from Matterport. And then once you guys uh, had that show that I watched, uh, I went out and bought a couple from him. All right. Great, awesome. great, great provider. Um, uh, the wedget doorstop. Talk to us about that. Yeah, so I often run into situations whether the bottom of the door is uh, too far from the floor or it's too close. Uh, really tight tolerances. Standard doorstops don't always fit or sometimes you have to stack a couple up. Uh, and so when I saw that Matterport was offering a version of these, I got on Amazon and I think they're about $15 each maybe, um, but they're super, super helpful. So you can use it like a regular doorstop and put it into the door, or you can set it on the hinges. And I usually use kind of the middle hinge on a three hinge door and it will wedge in between the hinges. Um, I think you can use it another way on top. I haven't used it for that, but I often will use it on the hinge part. Uh, so these are super helpful to have. Yeah, I, I think I bought my first wedget in 2014 when I was out scanning. And the first time I had to go from inside to outside on a windy day with a very heavy door, uh, I was so happy that I had that, uh, that particular uh, wedget, uh, W-E-D-G-E hyphen I-T, they're on Amazon. Um, because it it could it, there was a ginormous gap uh, underneath the door to the floor. The door was incredibly heavy and it was incredibly windy. And that yeah. couldn't have done it any other way. These are great. It's one of those things where it's like, why didn't I think of that? It's yeah. like so simple. All right. So uh, you you bought three hard cases, or at least three hard cases. What about backpacks? Would you feel comfortable putting the Matterport Pro Three camera in a backpack? I'm not much of a backpack guy. Okay. Uh, so I have my camera. So maybe, maybe maybe it, I'll say it a different way. If you're a um, 
if you're looking to be on an airplane and you get a camera designed backpack, then that may be a way to say, oh, it's not checked luggage. I'll be able to take it on the flight. Uh, certainly one of the cases we designed with mycasebuilder.com will fit up above in the in, in luggage so you can carry it on. So yeah. that, that may be just a personal preference. It is a $6,000 device, plus you have all this other gear. Nearly all of that other gear will fit in uh, a case that's designed for it. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's personal. Um, I could see use cases for carrying a backpack. I just happen to prefer hard cases. I'm able to ship these FedEx and no issues. And if I had just a backpack, I'd have to go out and get a hard case or pay FedEx extra to have them um, packaged up. So I will say that my case builder case, uh, I actually prefer that over the Matterport one uh, because it has that cutout for the iPad and. Although this will fit in the in the Matterport case, um, it just makes it feel, I feel like everything is just really squished in there. And with the my case builder case, I don't feel that. Wgan.info forward slash my case builder. Three different Matterport Pro 3 camera cases I helped them design. And I actually helped them design the Matterport Pro 2 camera cases as well. Right. Um, the uh, you mentioned um, batteries. How, how many batteries do you typically take with you and why is it more than one or two? Yeah, so I take, if it's a really big project, I'll take three. Um, if it's anything under 100,000 square feet, I'll take two. I never really leave home with one. Chargers? Do you have more than one charger? Do you have like one you leave at the home, one in the office, one in the car? Uh, yeah, no, I have one in the case that goes with me everywhere. And then I have one in the office um, that is there for when I get home. I just plug everything to that. Okay. Uh, what, what else do you uh, think makes it really nicely loaded? Um, well, I guess if we're going in priority, uh, I have an Apple Pencil right here. And I didn't realize this until maybe four months ago that you can use the Apple Pencil to mark mirrors and mark uh, windows and trim. And it's a whole lot better than using uh, chubby fingers. So you can simply just click it, draw, and move where you need it to go. Okay. So uh, I've never done Matterport. Uh, uh, our company is in the AEC space. We figured out that the Matterport Pro 3 camera solves everything that we need. Uh, when you start saying using a, a pencil to trim windows, mirrors, and walls, what does that mean? Well, can you see this okay, maybe? Yes. You click on this uh, little line icon and you can select window, mirror, or trim. So I'm gonna select mirror, add mirror, and then I can use the Apple Pencil to quickly mark it. I'm doing it kind of backwards, so it's not quick. Yeah. But you can quickly mark it that way. So Got you would want to print. When, when and why are you marking windows, mirrors, and walls? Yeah, so you want to mark windows anytime there's an actual window in a building. Uh, you want to mark mirrors anytime you see a mirror, and you want to mark trim anytime you want to cut out something. And the reason you mark that is so that the dollhouse, well, I'm not an expert on this. so. I'm thinking the reason you want to mark this is so that the dollhouse process, processes correctly and it knows, hey, 
there's a, a mirror here and it's not just a never ending space that the LIDAR can go through. You nailed it. That That's sufficient. So uh, you got a, you got a mirror in the bedroom. You don't want it to think there's actually two bedrooms or three bedrooms or five bedrooms. So yeah. you really need to. Uh, and, and, and in fact, I want to say it helps you in scanning too, because it uh, if you're marking that mirror, uh, then it knows not to take into account the data uh, when it's trying to assemble the model based, you know, if you're looking for a common point in two, three, sixties, and this one has a mirror and, and it's trying to figure out based on that mirror, uh, it, it may not uh, align perfectly or correctly because you haven't marked the mirrors. Uh, and uh, in a similar fashion on uh, windows, if you don't mark a window, then you're going to enable somebody to walk through a window. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Okay. Stay tuned for more WGAN TV. This episode is sponsored by Momenzo. Create professional listing videos within minutes using your smartphone, automatic editing, and real estate video templates. Save 25% with coupon code GET25 at WGAN.info forward slash Momenzo. Offer may be withdrawn at any time. Uh, what else do you like to to carry? Nicely loaded. Uh, I carry extra charging bricks, and okay. I I don't have one. That's okay. what, but, uh, what is a what's an extra charging brick or power brick? Is is that to charge the camera? Is that to charge the iPad? Uh, yeah, I use it to charge my iPad, charge my phone when I'm on long shoots. Um, so I usually have it in my jacket pocket or in my pants pocket, then I have wires coming all out of me connected to everything. Uh, but yeah, it's, I think the one that I have now is, I think there are maybe 55,000 milliamp hours, um, whatever the biggest one that was still compact enough. It's about the size of, it's probably about that big. Yeah, short, short answer, you go on Amazon, uh, look for the, the, the most that you can afford is probably a good rule of thumb. It's under $100 because most of these things are like $40 to $60. Uh, yeah. yeah. And and they come with all kinds of configurations. So if you want to be able to uh, plug in uh, a laptop, I mean, at a, at a min minimum, you want to be able to charge your iPad and your smartphone. Uh, but after that, you might say, oh, I got a laptop and I got a, uh, and so you can start uh, you can even get one that you could plug in um, a laptop with a normal power outlet. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so what would happen if you were doing a 10 hour day doing Matterport Pro 3 scanning for 10 hours and you didn't have that power brick with you? What would happen? Uh, the iPad's going to die. And so there you have it. So while you are scanning, you want to be charging. Yeah, or at least maintain. At least Sorry. maintain. Yeah, I, I always think about it as ABC, always be charging. So you, as you mentioned, you're going to put the power brick uh, in one of your pockets and you're charging probably your smartphone and your tablet, tablet simultaneously. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, what else are you bringing with you? Nicely loaded. Uh, so I think the next thing uh, that's nice to have is a tripod dolly um, and newer makes the ones that I have. I have several of them 
And it's simply, you know, some wheels about that big on a kind of a star shaped dolly and the three legs of the tripod screw down into it. And it allows you to roll the Pro 3 and the tripod uh, throughout the space you're scanning. And so if you're scanning a flat kind of space, it's really helpful for that. Um, I use it maybe 40, 50% of the time. So we're, um, we're talking about uh, warehouse, office space, any, anything that has wide open spaces uh, versus in and in inside of a house. It just it's not, it's not a solution yeah. outside of the house. It's right. I wouldn't use it for a house. I've used it for um, a Home Depot style tool warehouse. I've used it for uh, the Santa Clara, I think Hyatt or Santa Clara Marriott was like 70,000 square feet. And that was kind of meeting rooms, ballrooms, that sort of thing. So, so Tom, what is the purpose of the dolly? Well, it just allows you to roll it instead of having to pick up the tripod and move it. That, that repetitive process can get tiring after a long day. So just the ability to roll it and hit it, roll it and hit it is good. Okay. So this is for your health uh, of, uh, of not, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, is there an equivalent term for tennis elbow, Matterport elbow or something if you're constantly picking up the, the, yeah. the tripod? Uh, and, and second, does it help you scan faster? I don't know about scan faster. Um, no, I wouldn't say scan faster. Okay. Actually, sometimes it could slow down maybe because you have to make sure that it's not moving, not rocking. So if you're on an unlevel surface, that could be an issue. You'd have to hit the wheel locks and that adds time. So, okay. so if it's totally flat office, big box, big retailer, uh, this is just going to save wear and tear on your body. Uh, not not that you couldn't do a 10-hour day doing that, but when you start to do 10-hour days back-to-back, week-to-week, month-to-month, uh, uh, it may shape, yeah. save your shoulder, your back, your elbow. Um, and, happy and scanner, like, happy life. Sorry? Happy scanner, happy life. Happy scanner, happy life. And they're only like maybe 60 to $80, something like that. We're not talking about something that's super expensive. Yeah. Okay, what else? What else nicely loaded? Uh, well, we got shoe covers, um, which is kind of a thing sometimes. Um, we don't hear about it so much these days now that uh, COVID has kind of sailed away for a little bit, but a lot of agents uh, sometimes will ask for them. So we get the, I buy a bulk pack of the blue shoe cover, the booties, and I keep those in my trunk. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, know, I, I know one time I scanned a, the, let's see, what was it? The, um, um, oh, gee, why am I going to not remember the name? Help me out. I'll, I'll say it. You might remember it's the, the uh, uh, where Martin Luther King uh, did uh, services uh, uh, in junior in Atlanta. The, Ebenezer Baptist Church. Yeah, I scanned Ebenezer Baptist Church, and only because I was wearing the the blue booties, did the uh, the person in charge say, uh, "It's okay for you to go up to the pulpit behind wow. behind the stanchions." He understood what we were doing, 
And he really appreciated that if we could go up on the, uh, I'm not sure I'm going to use the right term, um, but behind, uh, behind the, the pulpit or up, up, up there. Up, up, up on the pulpit, yeah. behind the podium with a microphone, that it would en enable anyone anywhere at any time to be able to see the view of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It would also give a close-up look. What was behind him was the chorus. Uh, and, and, and that was totally made possible by the blue booties because the, 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 the uh, officer in charge of the museum recognized that I was super respectful of the space, uh, not like any guest just wearing shoes. No. I was literally changing into the blue booties. Anyway. Is that, sorry, is that tour public? Because that's something yes, that, it, yeah. It's a, it's a public tour, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll put a, a link in for those that want to see it. And you won't see my blue booties, but there there was a, um, a docent uh, who is blind, uh, and he had his guide dog, uh, in the space. So if, if I guess there's a there's a little hidden gem if you can find his guide dog uh, okay. in the space. Um, yeah. let's see. And, uh, we, we've, we've talked about hard case, extra batteries, extra chargers, power bricks, uh, the, the door stops in particular, the Wedget brand, uh, booties, typically they're blue booties to help you find them on Amazon, uh, Apple Pencil, Tripod, Dolly, uh, anything, uh, air tags. I think you mentioned that to me. Yeah, so I actually, uh, recently bought air tags and now I can't stop buying them and throwing them everywhere. Uh, and I put out a video on how to remove the speaker from it. Um, which is super helpful, I guess, if you want to delay somebody from finding it. Okay. Uh, if, if you want uh, to see Tom's video, you can go to his YouTube channel, Sparks Media Group. Uh, on YouTube, and that's one of the videos. Just search for air tags. Um, yeah. So, why, why do you why do you put an air tag in your or or are you putting where are you putting it? Are you putting it in the hard case? Are you putting it in the little soft case that comes with the Matterport Pro Three camera? Uh, where, what are you where are you putting it, and why? Now you're just asking personal questions. I uh, I hide it uh somewhere inside the case where it's not really uh easy to find it and i did that when i started renting them out and it actually came in helpful uh, for one rental where uh the renter kind of went missing in action for about three weeks and um i was able to track where exactly the uh the, the case was and um, it didn't come down to me needing to use that for any law enforcement purposes or anything. Um, but it was helpful for at least my comfort in knowing where my equipment was. I could see right where it was. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've, we've had at least one Matterport Pro 3 camera stolen, reported by a member in the We Get Around Network forum. And while I would say, you know, to all of us, well, this Matterport Pro 3 camera has no value to anyone other than doing Matterport scans. When somebody does a, a smash and grab 
through the window of your car, they, they're not deciding what to take and what not to take. So your Matterport Pro 3 camera might disappear. And, uh, and you know, fortunately, I, I want to say Matterport won't uh, enable it to scan because they know the serial number and they know it's been reported as stolen, but you're, you're still trying to get your camera back. So uh, AirTag. Um, yeah, I like them. What about shoes? Any, any special shoes that you wear? No, I don't have any good advice for you on shoes. I just wear what. Okay. Wear what I wear. Okay. Um, Tennis shoes, some Adidas, or. Okay. I, I I personally recommend the Walking Company. Go online, the Walking Company, and you can walk for ten hours. And you take your shoes off. It still felt like you were walking on pillows the entire day. They, nice. They're they're super comfortable, and you can get a special arch that's unique uh, to your foot. And that's amazing. Um, okay. What it, I, you know, it, it seems like a silly question to ask, but I think it's actually super important. Snacks. You, uh, are you carrying food, water with you? I mean, do you do you find yourself that you're you're on location and you're hungry and there's no place for food, or you're? Yeah. So a uh, perfect example was um, Oracle Stadium, where uh, Oracle Park, where the Giants play. I scanned that and I guess I was kind of naive in thinking that there was going to be hot dog vendors and churros and all kinds of great snacks while I was there working. But when I got there, I realized that it's completely closed down because it wasn't baseball season. So I was kind of screwed that first day and had to DoorDash. But um, I went back prepared and I brought, um, you know, I, I happen to prefer Coke Zero or Zevias. So I brought some of those. I brought a ton of water. Um, I'm drinking smart water right now, but I usually have like a, a gallon of water that I'll take with me. Um, uh, I just mentioned it because, you know, if you're new, this is your first time doing Matterport scanning and you're going to be someplace for five, 10 hours. And, and it may be a place that's closed because you're scanning this space. You better be pre prepared to either have brought your own food or think about calling uh, DoorDash or Uber Eats or something. Yeah, no, it's you know think it's about. Yeah, it's not even being new. I've I'm I've been doing this a while and I still forget about it sometimes. So I actually also have a um, a cooler that's maybe about this wide. It's about the size of the Matterport case. It holds maybe twenty four cans of soda but you can plug it in and it's a refrigerator slash freezer. So I've actually brought that to locations where I know I'm going to be a long time and I'll have maybe a salad in there or some sodas or Gatorade or whatever I'm going to drink. I'll have it all nice and chilled so I don't have to worry about um, having any warm food that yeah, has been sitting out. Awesome. Please send us your links if you got them on Amazon and we'll, we'll add them yeah. to to the show. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about kind of the next phase. Okay, you, you got the minimum gear, maybe you got the maximum gear you need uh, getting started. Uh, how do you hook up all your tripod, Pro 3, tablet? Uh, you gave us a little quick demo before, but maybe you could just uh, you know sh show us that once again, because I'm kind of interested also in that tripod height. Yeah, so when I'm and I don't have measurements specific heights, but when I'm scanning, I'm usually right around mouth eye level for me. And I'm five foot nine. So kind of in that range, okay. I don't 
wouldn't recommend going higher. And sometimes I'll go lower if I'm trying to get low level scans of places. I will occasionally raise it up. I did a two story kind of foyer one time where I had to raise it up to get a lot of detail. Let's say you put it all together. Just go ahead and put okay. it together. See how long it, it, it takes to do this. This year. And I already had it open, so I'll open it again. And it's together. Okay. Now, I presume you need to turn it on and sync it with your iPad. Maybe this time you could show us. So, uh, okay. Yeah, let me uh, flip it around, so I'll turn it on for you. Press the button. Let's keep your uh, lens cap on it for the moment. As you know, you take the lens cap off when you're scanning, but we're for, so we just... Yeah, we we see the light, and then maybe if you could hold up your iPad so we can see what's going on over there. I don't know if you're are you yeah, able to read that. Okay, we can see that we're we're on an iPad, and I think we're on the Wi-Fi screen, and uh, I think we presently see an iPhone popping up, and I think the camera just popped up. Is that the case? Nope, not yet. Not yet. No, I'll let you know when. Okay. The the indicator is not up on here yet. So yeah, we see the Matterport logo still on the Matterport Pro three camera. Tom is holding up his sixth generation uh, iPad that's also with a uh, a hard case around it that has a hand a way to hold it with just your hand or a strap, and has his uh, uh, Apple Pencil there too. We see the Wi-Fi signal, and then boom, it showed up on his iPad. And then you've selected that as the device that you want to pair. And that's connected. Okay. Now, uh, is there an app on that iPad called Matterport? Okay. So I got the Matterport app. Okay. I'll Matterport open it up. Matterport Capture app. And we can see other models uh, that you've scanned previously. Okay. Yeah, and I, I just deleted. Could you take us? Could you just take one scan? Oh, maybe open up uh, where you would create a new. Yeah. Uh, we see that it's connected. Your battery is pretty much fully charged, and now you're you're creating a Matterport space. I hit new job. It okay. pops up for me to put the address in. I can name the model, which I often do. I'll hit save. Now I'm at the main control screen. Okay. So I'm gonna hit the button. Before you do that, careful that camera's not gonna rotate into your computer there. Is it okay? Yeah, no, it's good. Okay. Hold on, I just hit the stop button. All right. Now, if you're gonna see once this process is, is my big head taking up most of this, but okay. can you can you pull the matter for three camera back a little? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Might even put it over your shoulder just so we can see it rotate. There we go. <laughs> okay. Ready? Do you have the tripod uh, level? I don't want you to lose your. Yeah, it's level. It's good. Okay. Yep. I just hit the button. The mirror starts spinning. Okay. And it's rotating. So you it's need. Gonna... So we do. How do you stay out of being in your scan? I would stay behind the LCD screen on the back. And it does four rotations. It takes, oh uh, man, I don't have, I did a video on comparing the time to the Pro yeah. 2. I think it was 20-ish, 27 seconds or something. Uh, and it's already downloaded and displayed it. So I'll click on it, but again, you're gonna see me 
somewhere in here. Yeah. Okay, nice junior suite. Okay, you're back. Okay, great. So you can preview the scan. So what what else can you do? You mentioned uh, trimming that you can, uh, earlier you talked about trimming the mirrors, the windows, the walls. Uh, you could preview the scan. What else can you do? Hmm. Uh, what you else can you, can you do? Duplicate the model. Oh yeah, you can duplicate the model. So that's helpful sometimes. Um, if you're, well, I, I imagine it was helpful when you were doing ninety thousand, trying to do ninety thousand square feet, that you, you might have uh, perhaps processed the model at 400,000 square feet as a duplicate just to see what you got, and then you started to continue. So you kind of had a fail safe. There were now two models that maybe had four hundred thousand square feet as a backup in case something was going wrong because you were, you were reporting some scan, uh, it wasn't completing the scans, you were getting errors. Yeah, so I'll, I'll tell you, I, I do a lot of consultation calls with people uh, where they call me to ask advice on how to scan and get into it. And I talked to somebody yesterday and I explained an example at the ballpark where um, I wasn't sure if they wanted uh, a particular area separated into a bunch of spaces or as one space. And I wasn't able to reach anybody while I was on site. So uh, knowing that Matterport can charge extra to stitch two tours together, and they often do charge extra and it's often a lot of money, uh, I elected to scan the spaces one complete tour. Uh, and then later on, I duplicated that tour and then I would delete scan points that I didn't want on the new tour so that I could separate that one tour into three or four smaller tours. So that's the example of duplication. Could you move the Matterport Pro 3 camera one and do uh, like six or eight feet and then just maybe do one more scan in the middle of the room? Real quick. Yeah. Nice shirt, scan your space. Thank you, thank you. You can check out Tom's website at scanyourspace.com and sparksmediagroup.com. And again, you can see uh, Tom on previous WGAN TV shows talking about the Pro 3 camera at wgan.info forward slash Pro 3 on WGAN. Okay, so we see the, the uh, Matterport Pro 3 camera scanning in the background. So I imagine in the, and it's done rotating. So in a moment, we're going to see that scan show up on the iPad. And I, I noticed that it, it put down a, a blue square. That mean anything for you? Uh, that's the Pro 3 icon. Okay, as opposed to the Matterport Pro 2 camera icon. Incidentally, can you use the Matterport Pro 3 camera and the Matterport Pro 2 camera in the same scan? You can, and those are pro two icons. I don't know if you can see them okay, yes. but yes. Yeah. So um, yeah, you can certainly mix and match, and I've done that before. Um, if I have to go back to do a scan somewhere, uh, sometimes I'll take the pro two, sometimes I'll take the pro three. Um, I try to keep them all the same, but yeah, you can certainly mix and match. Um, so you mentioned you've done a variety of spaces, residential, commercial, warehouses, other spaces. Does that affect how you how far apart that you make scans? Uh, sometimes, but not really. Um, I am a believer in having a nice, clean 
uh, walkthrough experience when you're doing um, scanning. So I try to scan about every five to seven steps, which might be about every 10 feet, depending, you know, maybe seven to 10 feet. Um, and I think that gives a nice clean walking experience. I've, I've put out a video where I've scanned or I've tested the limits on how far you can go between scans. And yeah. you can actually go 155 feet, I think, uh, between scan points, which I don't know why you would ever want to do that. When, I, when you click on it to view the tour, it's like you're Superman flying from one point to another. And it's just not a good visual experience. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't I think know. The I, I don't... good thing, Tom, about you testing that is if anyone anywhere is wondering, well, can, can I move the camera 20 feet, 30 feet, 40 feet, 50 feet? Yeah. You know, if, you want, if you're going from a, a boat to the dock and you got 50 feet to go, you know, to make that leap, yes, you can do that. Yep. Okay. Yep, yep. All right. So, uh, uh, have you used any other 360 cameras within the, have you used uh, any other 360 camera within a Matterport Pro 3 camera scan? You mentioned you've used the Matterport Pro 2 camera within the same uh, tour. Uh, I might've used, no, I, I've used the BLK 360, but I don't think it was in the same scan with the Pro 3. Okay. So uh, I want to say the short answer is yes, you can use any, whether it's a 360 camera, a Matterport uh, Pro 2 camera, Matterport Pro 3 camera, a Matterport Axis, I suppose. Uh, uh, if uh, a, a Leica BLK 360 Generation 1 coming soon, hopefully the Generation 2 Leica BLK 360, the only thing I would point out is that if you're ordering floor plans or anything else, as soon as you put a 360 camera into that scan, uh, you can't get back floor plans from Matterport. You can get them back from other third-party uh, companies. You can find them in the We Get Around Network forum. Uh, and you talked about hiding. So uh, either rotating behind the Matterport Pro 3 camera or hiding in a, in a different place. Uh, I, how hard is it to to um, maybe you'll show us? Can you do a third scan? Just walk around behind the camera. Yeah. Okay. We're we're, we're going to get your hotel room here scanned in a second. <laughs> I should have done it when I checked in. There's stuff everywhere. Yes, I'm I'm a I'm a bit uh, obsessive about that. Anytime I'm in a new hotel, I like to try out yet another scanning device. All right, so let's see. Is it clear of that table? You got room to walk around yep. behind it? All right, so let's see what happens. Okay, and and you're walking behind where the LED is. Uh, we noticed that when you when you did the scan, uh, it, it made a, a noise. What are the different kinds of noises that it sends back? Well, it beeps when you click it. I, question, it beeps when you click it. To start, it beeps when it's done rotating, and then it beeps when it aligns. Okay, so when it's done rotating, do you start moving the camera, the tripod, or do you wait for it to align before you're moving the tripod, and why? No, it'll tell you once it's done rotating, it'll say, okay, to move, and then you can pick it up and move it, and that's what I tend to do. 
mm-hmm. just to get through the spaces. So you wait for it to tell you that you can walk or do you wait until it's done actually aligning? It's, it's slightly different. No, I for, yeah, I wait for it to tell me it's done. I wait, for, I'm sorry, I wait for it to tell me it's okay to move. Okay. Prior to with aligning. And then I'll move it. Do you ever end up moving and then it tells you it didn't align? Oh yeah, so, a few times. Okay, so th- this is a personal choice. You can yeah. either move the tripod after it says okay to move the tripod, or you can wait slightly longer so that you see that the scan has showed up in the right place on your iPad, your tablet, and then move. Uh, and yeah. your personal preference is uh, 99 out of 100 times that it, it's going to align. So you're you're picking up those extra seconds by just moving it as soon as it completes the uh, transfer of the data to the iPad. Yeah, and if it's going to give me an alignment error, that means I'm probably too far apart. So I'm going to have to go back the other way anyway. So I might as well just start moving it. Uh, okay. A- any other kind of uh, error messages that you commonly get with the Matterport Pro 3 camera? Uh, not off the top of my head. I don't. We don't get a lot of error messages with it. Um, okay. Alignment issues, but that's even pretty infrequent. Okay. Um, and 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 I think I, I've talked to a, a lot of Matterport service providers who are using Matterport Pro 3 camera on WGA and TV Live at 5. And I think that's the consensus. One of the benefits of switching to the Pro 3 from the Pro 2 was a lot less alignment errors, scanning errors, overlappings, not enough data for overlapping the, the scan points, et cetera. And I think yeah. most have said, I just don't get, I just don't get errors. Particularly uh, okay. in a lot of uh, buildings that have a lot of glass, uh, glass doors, glass dividers, glass wall, floor to ceiling, glass windows. Um, with the Pro 2 in particular, you've got a lot of issues with that and you don't get as many with the Pro 3. Okay, so you now have a Matterport tour, the scan data on your iPad what do you do with it? How do you, how does, how does that turn into a Matterport tour? Well, when I'm done, uh, there's an upload button on the top, top right, right there. Mm -hmm. So I'll click that and uh, it'll tell me to improve the quality of your digital twin. We recommend marking any windows and mirrors and I didn't mark any. Uh, but I'll hit upload anyway. Okay. And how long does that? How long does that take? And then what happens? Give me one second because I gotta switch accounts. Okay. So I'll hit upload, and then it will give me that message. And then it pops up a box, and it will tell me the number of scan points, which is, I guess, helpful now because uh, they're charging for every two hundred scan points. It's a new hosting space. So you want to have enough spaces available. I happen to have on this account 14 out of 25 spaces used, so I can upload there. I can choose to do face blurring or not. Uh, And if you're scanning a space that has uh, a lot of people in the shots, you would want to turn on face blurring. Um, I did the BMW dealership, and they had posters on the wall that had people in the posters, and it actually blurred those faces out too, which was 
interesting. Uh, but once uh, you're done with that, you hit upload. Now, I don't tend to upload until I'm disconnected from the um, Matterport because I feel like I think it will upload. I, I know it will upload, but it slows down because it's connected to the, the Wi-Fi on this and it's still trying to upload through my LTE connection. So I always disconnect from the Matterport before I upload. Okay. So uh, it's going to be faster to upload using Wi-Fi and you'll also careful if you're using your cellular and your data plan is 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 uh, not too heavy, uh, you may start to incur data charges by uploading Matterport tours using your LTE, for example. Yeah, no, I, I use the LTE to upload, but I just disconnect from the Matterport okay. Uh, device. Okay, so have you experienced that you've run over your data plan because you've been uploading so many Matterport tours? No, and I'd be curious to see how much data actually gets uploaded. It doesn't seem to be a lot. Okay, so uh, uh, so it, it just at least uh, for our viewers to to, to note that uh, it, it'll certainly be faster using Wi-Fi, and depending on when you need to get your tour back. Uh, so, how what has been your experience about getting Matterport tours back uh, being processed? Yeah, they've been kind of all over the place, but more on the quicker side than the slower side. Um, I do see some complaints that it takes a long time to get tours back, but I haven't really experienced that too much. I've done so some weird things. Tom, when you say quick, is that three hours, six hours, next day? Uh... Sometimes it's an hour, hour and a half. Sometimes it's three hours. I've, I've done a lot of hotels recently where I'm doing multiple hotel rooms in different spaces and I'm uploading as I go and I'm getting tours back before I leave the site while I'm still there. So sometimes it's an hour. How do you know when your tour is ready? You get an email that says your, your Matterport tour, whatever you named it, is ready to view. Okay. And so you would then sign into my, uh, my uh, I want to say my.matterport.com uh, to open your cloud account, then to be able to go into Matterport Workshop and then to, to begin to view it, doing it any uh, post-production. Uh, today's show is, is limited totally to, to scanning, so we'll, we'll stop there. Uh, that said, um, any best practices in your file naming? You, you, you've done uh, hundreds, if not thousands of matter, really thousands of Matterport tours. Uh, yeah. you, is there a naming convention that you use in, uh, in order to keep track of all your spaces? Well, I put the address in for sure. And then um, usually in the the model information uh, box, I'll put uh, the date. So I'll do like today, 2309.28 underscore, and then whatever I'm scanning. So it could be um, Virgin Hotel underscore room 1234, or it could be uh, Oracle Park or upper level, lower level, what, you know, you can name it whatever you want, but I tend to put the date there first uh, because I do export now and take my tour data offline and get it off the device and store it on my local hard drive. And I like to keep everything by date. Okay, easy to sort. Yeah. How, how does a firmware update work? 
So when you connect, uh, it'll tell you that there's a new firmware update available and it will uh, prompt you to either install it now or you can wait till later. So uh, where is where? How do you, is that on your camera? Is that on your tablet? It, it, when it connects to the camera, it understands what firmware is on the camera. And then I guess the, the app goes to Matterport and says, hey, is there a new firmware update available? And if there is, then it connects. So you can find that by going to settings and then clicking on uh, firmware. And it will tell you connected devices, my Pro 3, and it says Pro 3 is up to date. Okay, so uh, so if there was a firmware pushed out, is there something that blinks? Is there a colored light? Is there something that it's obvious on your iPad that there's a firmware upgrade available? I've just seen the pop-up box when I launched the app. I haven't seen any any other indicators. So there is a notification when you launch the Matterport Capture app. There's a notification that says uh, firmware. Uh, update available. Correct. Okay. So I think just for our viewers, because maybe a little bit confusing, is the the while we're talking about the Matterport Pro 3 camera firmware update, it's not sent by Matterport directly to the Matterport Pro 3 camera. It's automatically uploaded to the Matterport Capture app. The Matterport Capture app is looking at the Matterport Pro 3 camera and say, hey, camera, what version of firmware do you have? Oh, I have one that's more current. Uh, uh, user, would you like to have the iPad connected to the Matterport Pro 3 camera automatically do your firmware upgrade? Sounds about right. Okay. Yep. Uh, Tom, uh, you covered a tremendous amount of ground. I know this is, is almost a little bit exhausting to, you know, to talk about all the things that someone needs to do to begin uh, scanning. Uh, is there something that we haven't talked about that if, if, you, if you know, if, if uh, someone that was totally new to Matterport scanning, totally new to the Matterport Pro 3 camera. Maybe they, they're thinking about buying it. They just bought it. In addition to what we've covered, what else would you want to say to them? Uh, well, I'll say that when I bought my first one, it, it made kind of a humming sound that people were describing as a weed eater sound. And I thought that was normal. And it wasn't until I bought my second one, which was this one, uh, and this one was really, well, it might not have been this one, but anyway, I bought my second camera and it was quiet like this one. And I said, okay, there must've been a problem somewhere with, with the first one I have. So I reached out to Matterport and they were super responsive and they RMA'd it, allowed me to return it back to them. And they sent me a new one. I had the new one, um, within a day on my doorstep. Uh, I made a good video about their customer service experience with that. And one of the ones that I bought um, recently had a gear, I guess, kind of break inside. There's a, a gear in there that broke and it, it prevented the camera from completing the rotation when it got really hot. So I don't know if it was broke or if something happened, but it apparently got way overheated. And once it cooled down after a few hours, it worked again, but then it 
stopped. So I, anyway, they RMA'd that one uh, really quick. Their customer service was great with that. So kudos to them. Um, but if you hear any weird sounds that don't sound normal, uh, reach out to them. Yeah, I, I want to say again, in the We Get Around Network forum, uh, there and there's uh, I, I haven't even looked lately, you know, since, since we've been doing this since 2014, uh, there have been, uh, let's see, uh, almost 100,000 posts on 17,000 topics. There are a lot of posts. There are really just a handful. There might be just a dozen about people reporting Matterport Pro 3 camera anomalies, things that have been a problem. In, in fact, yeah. You can you can find everything in the We Get Around Network forum, wganforum.com, that's Pro3 related by searching for the tag Pro3. And if you're just interested in what problems have been reported, Pro3 problems, that's a tag. And again, it's only like a dozen problems have been reported. Uh, uh, I think, Tom, you've hit the jackpot because you've had uh, sound issues where it was loud. There's there's only been a couple other people that re have reported that. Uh, we've had some people report hex nuts coming loose. Uh, you've had, you, in fact, just while right now you needed to tighten your, your hex nut. Uh, there have been a, a few other problems, uh, like you say, where the camera hasn't completed a rotation. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's important to probably to say there's less than a dozen reports of problems. And I want to say anyone that had a problem contacted Matterport. They were uh, super fast about uh, getting a new Pro 3 camera uh, swapped out and get, getting the, the uh, anomaly camera back. And, and just because they get beat up a lot, um, I will say that there's no other camera manufacturer that will do that. Sony's not going to do it. Canon's not going to do it. Nikon's not going to do it. Uh, I guy may do it, but they've been really, really responsive to me anyway on RMA cameras that have been damaged. Okay, return authorization, the RMA. Yeah. So uh, again, just, just my last question for the show. Is, is there anything else that you would say to a newbie to the Matterport Pro 3 camera? Uh, no. I think we cover, I, maybe get a hat. I, I wear sometimes one of those, I don't know what they call them, but the hats that have the brim that goes all the way around. Sometimes I wear those when I'm out on site and it's hot out uh, just because I have hair, hair issues. Um, so yeah, bring bring a hat. But no, I think I think we covered everything maybe, right? I think so. Uh, yeah. uh, overall, I want to say if you're, you know, a little geeky, it, it's not that hard. You know, it's not that hard to learn. I mean, is, would that be the overall? It's like if you've done 10 scans, you've probably experienced any and everything that you probably need to know about how to do a scan with the Matterport Pro 3 camera. Yeah, I mean, uh, getting it up and running and scanning is certainly easy. Um, I think the skill set or the skill then comes in it. How do you scan and how do you do line of sight scanning and where you're going to put all your scan points and that's kind of really where um, you can excel and be efficient scanning spaces and scan them correctly uh, and you know there's some method to the madness on having like an OCD uh, thought process where you're putting scan points 
so that they all line up nicely and provides a nice visual tour experience. So that kind of is where, you know, learning how to do it is great, just like probably learning how to ride a motorcycle is easy at first, but then the real skill set is um, practice, practice, practice on where to put those scan points and that'll help, you know, sharpen those skills. Tom, thanks for being a guest on my show. As always, it's a pleasure. I really appreciate it. Our subject matter expert today has been Tom Sparks, founder and CEO of Scan Your Space, a division of Sparks Media Group. Uh, you can find Tom on his website, uh, scanyourspace.com and sparksmediagroup.com. And you can also find all the shows that he has done on WGAN-TV Live at 5 about the Matterport Pro 3 camera at wgan.info forward slash Pro 3 on WGAN that has other shows from uh, from people talking about their first experience with the Matterport Pro 3 camera, best practices, AEC, all, all kinds of things. So, Tom, thanks again for, for being on, uh, on the show. And uh, folks, you've been watching WGAN-TV live at 5. This episode of WGAN-TV was sponsored by Momenzo. Create professional listing videos within minutes using your smartphone, automatic editing and real estate video templates. Save 25% with coupon code GET25 at wgan.info forward slash Momenzo. Offer may be withdrawn at any time.